World of Warcraft community is the best community ever. It is so good. Around how much it's helped solidify friendships, you know, like... The third faction is the important, is truly the most important, because we all have a say in it. Hello and welcome to The Third Faction, usually a podcast about the community of World of Warcraft, but this is a bonus show. It is full of spoilers, lore and speculation now that 9.1 is on the PTR. So if you don't want to listen to that, I suggest you GTFO now and come back once it's live. Now that you've decided to stay with us, I would have been joined by Bricko, but unfortunately he has had a bit of a family emergency, so he's had to dip out for this one. But I am joined by two extra special gentlemen anyway. We have the lovely Dracoris from LFR and Jin from Morally Grey. Hello, gents. Hi. Howdy. Would you like to take a moment to tell the audience about yourselves? Jin, why don't you go first? Oh, okay. Uh, I was about to say alphabetical order of course. Was first, but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, I'm, I, I like lore and I like talking about it. So I do a podcast called Marla Gray. If you've ever listened to Demi, you've probably heard it mentioned a couple of times. She's Once a bit or of a fan. <laughs> <laughs> and Live Laugh Lore as well. We have to mention Live Laugh Lore. Yep. Live Laugh Lore just recorded another episode of that. Um, you know, the fun thing was, is the just, hey, this will probably come out. Right around the same time as the next episode of Live Love Lore. So I'll just say we recorded it right when the freaking 9.1 dropped. So Ooh. we're not talking about 9.1. <laughs> so uh-huh. that'll be the next episode. So, so this will be like a little fun. Uh, I, I'll learn a little bit from here. Yeah, I'm going to learn. L- little prequel for you. And what about you, Dracoris? Yeah. Why don't you tell the folks at home about you? I have a podcast called LFR, which is... Uh kind of a, a dumbed down casual law pod- podcast um <laughs> I, mine's dumbed down but... too <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason i like these gentlemen <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah i'm uh got a law podcast love the law do the best i can to explain it as simply as i can don't generally get a chance to dive into the realm of tinfoil bullshit very much but i'm looking forward to doing that today yeah that's that's why i love doing these sort of bonuses because the normal format of the third faction doesn't allow us to go into this kind of stuff. Um, And having these bonus episodes when this sort of stuff happens is, yeah, it allows me to do all the tinfoil hat stuff. Um, And we'll have more of them because Bricko will be doing some stuff for TBC and classic. And, you know, he'll, he'll have that little bit under his, under his belt, so to speak. So as I mentioned, we're here to start chatting about 9.1, which is on the PTR. There are some surprises and some law bombs uh, and some moments that stood out, certainly for me. So at the very beginning of 9.1, uh, effectively you're in Oribos. If you're not in Oribos, I'm sure there'll be a speaking head that pops up and says, you've got to go to Oribos. Uh, and there that's is- where, yeah. And that's where the cutscene will appear um, from the Kingsmourne cinematic, which was the big reveal at BlizzCon line. And then we go off to Ardenweald. It seems backwards. (laughs) 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 Please explain, because I haven't done this yet. So what's going on? Go on, Jacoris. Okay, so... The reason we go to Ardenweald, we get we get the the um, the cinematic, you know, that we've all seen from from BlizzCon, where Anduin goes and does a, a psycho on the Archon. Um, <laughs> stabby stabby. 
Oh yeah, so so what actually happens is the, the little talking head that you get that pops up tells you to go and visit Paul Mark Ariola or whatever the fuck his name is in um <laughs> His name is Pat Mark. What? <laughs> yeah, it's Paul Mark. Paul Mark Whatever. That's the one. Yeah. Paul Mark yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Paul Mark Nipple Boy um, from Bastion. So you go and visit him in Oribos. He's the one who shows you the vision of what Anduin did to the Archon. Yeah. Um, it's quite interesting because. There's no like conflict built up over this. They they literally take from the cinematic what we do. So they know that Anduin did it. They know that he's a pawn of the jailer. There's no kind of um, you know, there's no Anduin turning up in his normal clothes trying to bullshit us. There's no um no sort of anyone thinking, oh god, Anduin's betrayed everybody. No, everyone's like, Yeah, okay, he's a puppet. Um, so from that. They know that the jailer's after these keys or sigils, and they intuit that he must be going after the Winter Queen next. Um, and the idea behind that is they think he's probably well. The Primus is MIA. No one knows where he is. Denathrius, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I've got a <laughs> fair worry, idea. Don't worry, but as, as of the moment <laughs> of that cinematic, they don't know where he is. Um, they clearly haven't been listening to any of the law podcasts. Um, <laughs> Because no matter how many fingers he's got, how many fingers has he got for fuck's sake? I mean, this reveals just a big, great big middle finger to that theory, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so we get sent to Ardenweald on the basis that the Winter Queen is the only one left that the Jailer could potentially be gunning for, and that begins a scenario called the Battle of Ardenweald. Yeah, and that is when you first get into Ardenweald. Now, I followed Ali's advice and looked up. And oh my sweet god, there are a lot of more sworn. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, there are a lot of more sworn. There are a lot of uh blue smurfs flying around, taking out trying to take out the more sworn. One of the things I spotted at the if you like look beyond, so you look yeah. up and up and up and up and up, you'll see dragon outlines. Like effectively. I assume one of them is Ysera, but I couldn't actually get a target over a name or anything. I think I think some of them are also the Madraxas things, you know, the Shriek Wings, I think, is that what they yes, call Yes, they're up there as well, yeah. 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 So you enter the Battle of Ardenweald, and uh, who's, who is it that's standing in front and centre, Dracorus, as you land? <laughs> okay, so the the big... The big gun for the living that's there at the time is the Alliance's favourite mage, Jaina Proudmoore, who is not using her usual icy, frosty Elsa Disney <laughs> Frozen ripoff bullshit. She is using the arcane, um, big, massive she purple is. and pink spirals of magic and blasty blasties and what have you. You know, she um, did that before, and when she did the big boat thing, before. yeah, yeah, she's well, done it like, before. Come on, it's she's not a damn dreadlord. Just she's come on, strap it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. how far are we in? Like five minutes, and we got to Dreadlord already. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll say. I'll save the. I'll save the Dreadlord stuff because there's more to it. I, I'm not just saying Jane is using pink magic, therefore she's a Dreadlord. There is more to it. <laughs> Didn't you say though? Hang on. No, no, no. I'm. I'm not letting you off the hook for that. Didn't you say it? That's what Malganis was using. Well, yeah. Hey, Malganis's color palette is pink and purple, and I'm just saying I wouldn't put it past Blizzard. But there's more than mm. that. The the um, the chapter that you end up with, and this, this is why I was saying leave it till later, because if we're going to go through the stuff on the PTR. 
Uh, um, well, it's all spe- they've had a okay. spoiler warning. Just get cool. to it. All right. So the last chapter that's that we currently have that we know anything about anyway, the last thing that we can do on the PTR is um, involves one of the attendants spontaneously turning into a dreadlord. Um, and oh. Yeah. And you get some quest text with Bolvar, who basically says, shit, anyone could be a dreadlord. Let's be careful. Um, and it specifically is spelled out. He's like, there will be infiltration and we need to be ready for it. Right? And I, I only saw that today. Uh, okay, I haven't got that far yet because I've yeah. had to. I've it's had because a bit there's of time a quest it, that but... we bugged. There's a quest that's been bugged from the moment the PTR went up until like today. Oh. And they've hot fixed it. Um, so this quest. You had to go in and find an attendant. Like, actually, it's the fate is this the scribe. fate scribe? Yeah, and that quest was bugged. Um, so oh. a lot of people just had to stop there. Um, I, oh, I had I to look to see if I could get through it before this podcast, yeah. and it worked. So I got through that quest. And what happens is the attendant who has you looking for the fate scribe is <gasps> a dreadlord. So um, the fa- hang on, the attendant or the fate scribe? Not the fate scribe. The attendant who's got you looking for the fate scribe is a dreadlord in disguise, and the fate scribe's oh. like. How long have you been doing this? What have you? How long have you been doing this? And the dreadlord's like, "Shut the fuck up! I'm taking you to the master." And that's that. Because <laughs> the fate, um, the fate scribe is one of the raid. He's the boss in the raid, yeah. yeah. And that's that. And this is one of the things I think is really interesting. He says he's taking him to the master. Now, who's the master of the dreadlords? Denathrius. Well, Denathrius. So why is he taking him to the raid? Yeah. So it's it's mm. jailer or and or Denathrius, obviously, because it they're, they're kind of in. Cohorts. <laughs> well, then the other thing is that there's another thing that's been. This has just been data mined, but the end of chapter five of the Covenant campaign, the, the yeah, the new change yeah. domination campaign. Um, we've got some text actually that's been data mined from that, which looks like a placeholder for a cinematic. Oh, and what yeah. it says. <laughs> okay, so what it says is, and by the way, this chapter is called the Unseen Guests. Okay. Yeah. It says, "Thank you." For I mean, Jed Lord, everybody. Yeah, it no. does. So it says, thank you for playing Valiant Champion. As Malganis is defeated, he reveals his plan. This was all a distraction. While you've been fighting him, the other Nathazim went after their true target, the only master they have ever truly served, Sire Denathrius. Oh, and Malganis gets away. Maybe. Oh. So if, if Denathrius is their master, and that's literally like in text, in game, why the fuck have they taken him to the raid? I don't, don't get that. Well, it's, uh, there's, there's, I've, I've heard speculation that Denathrius is going to break out of Remoria and that he's not going to be in there for very long. Yeah, Thirsty Blade. Um, that he's not going to be in there for very long. Um, so I wonder if that leads into 9.2. Yeah, they they pretty um, much confirmed that that was going to happen because mm. you know Steve Denuser was like, "Hey, we really think Ray Chase is an amazing voice actor, so we're going to keep playing with this character." <laughs> That's why he got stuck in a sword. No, he didn't die. So yeah, see more yeah. Denathrius. We will for sure. Maybe they'll be like I. I saw somebody else on Twitter today say they think nah, they think ten point will be we go to Nathreza. And somebody else saying, well, didn't Illidan blow it up? He did. So <laughs> it would be nice he, to go. He but... basically pulled a Ner'zhul on it. Yeah. 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 He uh, he just said, okay, I know how to make a portal. And then he's like, hey, I know this guy. He did this like really big thing to a planet one time. So I'm just going <laughs> to purposefully do this. 
Sargeras? No, the other guy. <laughs> no, so this wasn't was a... stupid choppy. This was blowy uppy. No, <laughs> was like crazy Lulu. How many people like, Illidan know? How, like, Illidan knows a lot of people who blow up planets. Very strange. Well, he, I mean, he, didn't, yeah, he didn't. I don't know if he actually personally met Nerzul because he would have been all torture, torture by the time he got to Outland, but he at least saw the the aftermath of yeah. it. He's like, oh, this is, this is a really broken up world. How do you do this? Portals? Oh, I know portals. I know Arcane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. If so I, my Brian's ever not available and they, they feel the need to cast Illidan in the kind of Elmo mold. Well, I mean, that's that's how I've always heard it. I mean, I don't know about you. So he's always like, you are not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's gonna stick around for a while that one. <laughs> oh dear what did you find you know in that that first battle of Ardenweald what did you, what were you all, okay. yeah I'm get that's what I'm supposed to do isn't it like I could go off in all sorts of tangents here but somebody has to yeah, keep, yeah. keep us vaguely on the rails uh like I I have a favorite moment and I have a very I have a very definite not favorite moment when I read the quest text and went, oh well we already know what's gonna happen here. Um but what what was your when you played through that, what did you what made your hairs on the back well, of the I mean, next I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I know what your not favorite moment was and it was probably the same as mine, which mm. is uh, I I did some notes before this and uh, I think the way I phrased it was quite funny. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. So yeah. Um, so the Winter Queen has left her sigil in the heart of the forest, where it's totally safe and not at all just going to get nicked. Bolvar's looking after it. It'll be fine. Spoiler alert, it gets stolen. Yeah. Yeah. Same moment. Same moment. As soon as I read the quest text, I was like, so the whole setup of the Battle of Ardenweald is there's all these decoys, like you get in Mists of Turnaside in the dungeon. There's all these decoys playing, pretending to be the Winter Queen to distract Sylvanas, who is actually there. You're fighting Sylvanas. And what? Oh yeah. Very <laughs> oh, yeah. briefly. She she although, although, it, although apparently it was bugged on the PTR today. Um, oh really? She like, yeah, she what she didn't leave. Instead of doing her usual how <laughs> gone thing, she uh, she hung around and fought them. <laughs> and then <laughs> murdered everyone. That'd be great. <laughs> You're I, like, oh crap. I, I think they were able to kill her and she didn't drop anything, which is bullshit. Uh, worst raid boss ever. No fucking loot. Uh yeah, the so you're fighting her and there's all the decoys and then the winter queen turns around and says, you know, obviously you defeat them in quotation marks at that point. And that's a massive law reveal, which we'll come back to. Um, but yeah, then you go through all of that and you have all these emotions and it's all amazing. And then as soon as I read the quest text of like, Oh, well we saved it. It's in somewhere secure. Just go and talk to Bolvar. <laughs> I was like, no, don't make Bolvar the useless Muppet again. <laughs> That's not fair for it. Bolvar does such a good job of looking after things that Sylvanas wants, doesn't he? I mean, how did that hat work out for him? Oh, my God, he's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, he sat atop that bloody frozen throne for how many years and kept off the jailer's presence. And then in the space of, what, I don't know, let's say six months in game time or something, it's all gone to shit because he couldn't do 
two things that he was tasked with. Just it's a rock, two paper, scissors. It's a rock paper, scissors type thing, or, or like a Pokemon type thing, you know, fire type versus water type. It's that kind of bullshit, right? <laughs> Bulbar's absolutely fine dealing with the jailer. He's like, no, suck it. You can't stop me. And then Sylvanas turns up and it's like using a squirtle against a Charmander. Like, she's <laughs> gone. <laughs> It's, it's not like, good. Do me with your bows. I can't, I can't take bow type. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can. I can melee anything, but I can't do ranged classes. But did it's you notice as well that any time Ardenwielder involved in any part of the storyline, like whether it's their actual Nightfay campaign, whether it's their chapter in the Kyrian campaign, or whether it's this battle for Ardenwield, right? Poor fairies get killed. Yeah. Lots like of fairies. The, one of the decoys, you get to see Sylvana shoot this decoy, and it, it looks like, you know, big, tall Winter Queen. And she shoots it, and the arrow, as it hits, goes from being this big, tall Winter Queen to just one of those tiny little butterfly fairies, and she has skewered it like a shish kebab. Yep. And you watch it, like, <laughs> flutter out and die on the floor, and I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, nightfair bit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, dear. And then, and then we think we're going to take the fight to Sylvanas. Yeah. <laughs> but one of Jin's favorite characters. Who's that? This won't, this won't work. Is it Illidan? You won't be able to hear this if I, I don't think it'll work. No, it won't work. Oh, no. I know who it is. <laughs> I know who it is. It's Taronda. <laughs> Taronda well, makes a actually... surprise, so in quotation marks, uh, last minute save and gets rid of Sylvanas. But who else? But the other person that's with it is Ysera. and so it cuts. Obviously, Sylvanas shoots off into the sky, and uh, it says, "You know, insert cinematic here, or something cool happens here, or whatever." It, it, it literally says, "Something cool happens here yeah. on screen," yeah. and and then the next thing you see is Taranda and Ysera. Taranda, like almost sort of. Well, she's crouched over, hunched over, and basically it looks to me like all this arcane shit jumping out of her. Um, and Ysera, with her arm round her like a mother, trying to comfort her, and, and, and Taranda's health bar's going up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. Um, and she just stays like that until you hand the quest in. So if you wanted to be really cruel, <laughs> you could just stand there and log watch out there. Just log out forever. Decide yeah. your character's retired right there. Yeah. Retire your character and never log in again. What did you think about that? That because uh, that that was a moment that I like. My jaw kind of hit the floor I, at that point. Honestly, I mean, it's hard, isn't it? Because you don't get to see what actually happened to her. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I, I think theorizing on it is is fairly straightforward because we've seen throughout Nine Point Oh that the Night Warrior power is something that she can't control. Yeah, and I suspect what happened is kind of a Dragon Ball Z-esque type thing where Tyrande turns up and is like, my power level is over 9,000, I'm going to ruffle stomp you. <laughs> and then when she's in the middle of doing it, suddenly she gets doubled over with these horrible arcane stomach cramps. Yeah. Which I've got to say, I'm not a massive fan of the fact that they decided to give the kind of female night warrior badass person something moon-themed that seems to give her uncontrollable stomach cramps. <laughs> it's not very subtle. It's not very subtle. It makes. Are we just saying that she's got a major case of PMT? Is that what you're arguing? Somebody get that woman a hot water bottle. It all will be fine. (laughs) There's a reason Malfurion's avoiding her at this time of the month. (laughs) Well, 
I like I said it looked like arcane. I I think it's kind of like a blue, white, grey, wispy thing that it, comes. It's elude magic, isn't it? It's yeah. Magic. It's it's the kind of the dark side of the moon stuff, isn't it? It's not the light. It's whatever the the backside of that is. You know, <laughs> lighty, voidy, eludy shit, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Just call it, it did... night warrior stuff. Yeah, night warrior, warrior stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. But what I want to, I mean, it might be revealed in that cool shit that we didn't see. Like the last time I saw her, she was in Torghast. Right. Mm-hmm. So how she was in Torghast? Well, she was in Torghast tracking Sylvanas. So she presumably, was. when Sylvanas le- left Torghast and came to Aldenweald, presumably to Rand Attractor. And I mean, it's not surprising that she got out because I mean, there's literally exits on every floor, so <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's like, you want to go? All right. See you later. Yeah, right, you can leave at any time. Yeah. It's like right. uh, Hotel California. You can check out, but you can never leave. No one escapes from all until it's plot relevant. Yeah, this is very true. So all of that happens. We discover that the sigil is gone, obviously, because of course it is. I was looking after it, yeah. <sighs> worst guard dog ever. I That's just... Again, was the worst guard dog ever. <laughs> okay, right. So I think <laughs> that their recruitment strategy, I think that was just a typo. Because if you want a guard dog, actually, you probably want a wolver, not a bolver. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there have been, like, in the course, in the opening patch and up to 9.1, there have been some major fuck-ups from the Alliance. First, Gen lost Anduin. Then Matthias dropped the bombshell about who Talia's dad was. And now Bolvar's lost the sigil. <laughs> You know, I mean, we're not, not doing very well, anymore, are we? Bolvar's Ebon Blade, you need to own this one, Demi. That's your lot. <gasps> That's kind of true. And honestly, oh, the, the Gen thing, I'm like, tonight. honestly, everyone's like, oh, Gen, da, 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 da. I'm like, I don't know what I would do in that situation. Gen like, can't fly. He's not a yeah. range class. What's he it's like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> what he did was howl. I mean, that's what a good god dog does, right? <laughs> All right. Some shit's going down, and I'm going to tell everybody. Like, I don't think he's responsible for training the Griffin Riders either. So that, yeah, I mean, that's a couple, a couple, couple of flappy flaps come in here, and they just go yoink them up. I'm like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> jump on their back? I don't think I can jump that high. <laughs> yeah, we, we, it's we, not we, like we, they we, landed and picked them up. They use their little chains. Yeah. We need a Griffin Rider <laughs> to catch them. Where's Falstad? Isn't well, he's, isn't dead. Falstad dead? <laughs> he's dead? He's <laughs> dead. He long time gone. <laughs> 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 oh dear yeah no it's it, that, like that opening act for me I thought was phenomenal um, I'm really good, looking forward yeah. to other people getting to play through it and hearing their reactions and playing through it on live um, yeah this sounds great I haven't seen it yet but it sounds fantastic oh man <laughs> it's it awesome it gives me similar vibes to the um, the Legion intro you know, the, the broken the, um, the broken shore yeah broken shore thing <gasps> It's not the no. same. Like Marion didn't die, but you know, like I mean, I like playing so Obviously, I didn't play it at current content. But... No, I'm I'm saying like the opening scenario for you know when we you know how Legion the Broken Shore wasn't available. That was just the scenario in the beginning, and then it was like seven point one Broken Shore came. I'm just saying that patch kind of sucked. So <laughs> I, I don't. I'm hoping Corthia is better than the Broken Shore where we run well, around on, collect honestly, shards all the time. I mean, Corthia is tiny. Corthia um, looks fucking tiny at the moment. Here's yeah. the thing, right? I don't think, and I, I could be miles off with this, but my interpretation of it from what I've played on the PTR 
is that it's not about Corthia. Corthia is just like a, a plot device to open up the rest of the mortars to us properly. But look, because there's supposed to be one... a city of secrets in Corthia. Yeah, but I mean, Cor Cor from what we've seen so far, Corthia is bullshit. It's tiny. It is. But, <laughs> like, you know, I, 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 I'm not a fan of Corthia so far. But what I will say is, as a result of Corthia, and getting, there, there's a, a story thing where you get a second waystone in Corthia. And the idea is we use that to bring an army through. <laughs> so instead of it just to the moor, you've suddenly got everyone there. You've got all the covenants. Because you are now the true Moorwalker in quotation marks. But, but yeah, so ba basically you open, the second right, world, you, you open the second way, you bring an entire army through. Yeah. So what you've then got is you've got assaults throughout the moor. So yes. you've, got, um, you've got more content spread out throughout the entire moor now. You've also got the ability yeah. to ride in the moor and to access places like Perdition Hold properly. Yeah. Um, so it's kind it's of... Pretty good. I think, yeah, and the idea yeah. that disappears, so suddenly you can actually do stuff in the moor and you will want to because you can mount up. Are you, you know? sure about that? Well, I mean, I, I've enjoyed it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, honestly, so far, I've enjoyed it on the PTR. There was, there was, I don't um, know how much replay value it'll have, but the stuff that I'm playing is fun. What I didn't so after Ardenworld, you go back to Oribos, and the Moor is attacking Oribos, and they Ebon Blade. Fuck yes, Death Knights are defending <laughs> Oribos, um, <laughs> and doing a pretty damn good job. You know, Darian is a better leader than Bolvar. That's all I'm going to say. Um, of course, yeah. And you, then you want go off to talk to Venari, and Venari of all people saves us. Okay, so so but it's what she says us from. So before that, um, you have your anima tested by what's yes. the face? It Tal Talinara. Is it Talinara? Talinara? Yeah. Um, and she basically is testing your anima to see whether you're so strong you're enough to create. Yeah. Right. She tests my anima, and she's like, "Oh, look at this! You have hepatitis C." <laughs> <laughs> I'm Get sorry, we got an anima You can't go through that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, that was the IQ test. <laughs> <laughs> Bolvar. Um, hey! So, so, um, so yeah, so you, you get your anima tested, basically. Um, you, you do your lateral flow test, and you come back when you've got COVID. Um, but, so you get tested, um, and you get sent to Venari to try and find this second waystone that's somewhere in the moor. Turns out to be in Corthia. Venari helps you get there. When you get there, there are a bunch of attendants, very similar to the ones mm. in Oracle. Um, but these bunch of dread lords. Well, I don't. Well, think apparently, yes. But <laughs> so these guys have got they, they wear slightly different coloured outfits from the ones in Oracle, but basically they're the same dudes. And one of them grabs you in like a force choke type thing and starts <laughs> testing your anima. It's all and, very didactic. It's very forced. Really it's very. It, it's it's very honestly. It's quite uncomfortable. I think. It's, it's quite like, you know, you are having yeah, a rectal depends exam. On, depends on what you're into, you know. It yeah. Yeah. might be good. It's very forced rectal exam anyway. Um, and Venari steps up to the guy and is like, you will put them down now and you will stop this shit or you're going to find out, basically. Um, and, and they do stop, although the inclination is kind of that they finished the test and that's why they stopped and they weren't necessarily going to stop yeah, but because it... of Venari. Um, but that... it's nice to see Venari step up and try and actually help you. Um, but that felt odd to me well it felt odd to me but do you know why it felt odd to me because i've not made any attempt to raise venari's opinion of me at any time because no, i haven't well, spent hardly time anymore but some people <laughs> have and I, I guess if you've if you've raised her opinion of you up to whatever the 
Yeah. To act be giving a shit about you already in game. It makes sense <laughs> that she'll act about you she'll act differently towards you in this patch. It kind of sucks that it's a plot thing, which means that she's going to act differently about all of us, regardless yes. of whether we've tried to get her on side or not. But the other thing is that then we're all suddenly the true Moorwalker, which and <laughs> yeah. and I I watched Noble streaming this, and he his whole he he had to take a moment because he was just sort of sat there and went, "It's bullshit, okay. isn't it?" Yeah, it's just like this is some seriously fucked up writing here it's because this is yeah. just I was the Moorwalker. Now I am going to be the true more walker. And I think he said, and next patch, the Megazord <laughs> All your more workers combined. We are Captain <laughs> More Walker. <laughs> really power funny. Power, anyway. um, but it did feel a little bit goofy. Yeah. But what I will say is, and I, I, I might be guilty of giving Blizzard too much credit here, but it seems to me like they are laying the seeds for there being a good reason for this. So... When they referred to us as a Moorwalker previously, it was, although they call us the Moorwalker because yeah. we're the one who's active at the moment, when you run into, say, people in Torghast, for example, they say that you're a Moorwalker, with the idea being that people have been able to do it before. It's just not a, something that happens a lot. Hmm. And I, I think that's the idea. I think there may well be more than one Moorwalker in history or generally or whatever the fuck it is, but we're the one at the moment. Now... What they're talking about, what specifically the person who tests your anima the second time says yeah. that the, the true Moorwalker, it said that they would be connected to a world soul and all this sort of Yes. Um, well, that's handy, isn't it? But what that makes me think is that there's some sort of bullshit prophecy about, you know, the true Moorwalker or some shit like that. And hopefully at some point when we get the Shadowlands book with all the, the grimoire of the Shadowlands and all that kind of shit, yeah. maybe it will make sense retrospectively at that point. Well, that's out. I think that's so. I think the well, fairy July. Yeah, I think fairy tales is out next month, and then yeah, July for the grimoire. Which which I did God help pre-order. That'll be good. Yeah, Yay. I really hope that's before patch nine point one arrives. Uh, after patch nine point one arrives, but we'll, we'll I, have to wait. Well, and see. For this particular story beat, I think it would be good if it was before because it, it would yeah. be nice to. I think if well, we've read that by the time that goes on live, it will suddenly make sense. Hopefully, it would. Oh, this whole true Mawaker thing. It's. I'm getting like Matrix vibes. Like, yeah. are we sure this yeah. attendant didn't give us a cookie and say we're going to feel right as rain afterwards? Some shit. Well, That's what it sounds like. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, the, the way that you learn to ride in the moor is basically like, I know yeah. Kung Fu. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Your eyeballs blink a lot. It's <laughs> 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 blue pill, red pill bullshit. You can spend some time in the moor and do all these dailies, or you can step through that waystone and never go to the moor again. <laughs> Choose that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, choose that one. Don't go back to the mall. Oh, yeah. I also found it quite interesting. Bolvar, when you take the army, so you go back to Oribos, it's all being attacked. You get it, then you go off to Venari. Venari helps you, you build, you sort out this waystone, you go back and you tell everybody, hey, look, you know, I've connected us. Let's go. It's fine. We can all go and attack the jailer. Let's go get baby Anduin back. And uh all the covenants go through into the moor. Bolvar stands there, says goodbye to Talinara, but not his daughter. What's that about? Well, he doesn't really like her. She's, she's just kind of a jerk. 
I think you can't stand the Kultir and accent. He's like, you to sort that shit out and speak like you're from Lordaeron. You? <laughs> he's not from Lordaeron. He's from Stormwind. Mm, Lordaeron. That's true. Mm-hmm. No, he's Stormwind. But I do agree with Jin. I think Talia has been a bit of a jerk. <laughs> I think she was pretty... I When she was pushing Bolvar to peer into the moor and find Anduin... <laughs> I was like, you leave him alone. Do you not know what he's been through already trying to keep that guy at bay? Listen here, daughter. You just got me freaking force choked yeah. by a jailer. <laughs> see you later. And it awoke things inside me. <laughs> Dear. Yeah. 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 It, it felt, I, yeah, I, I was surprised that there wasn't some kind of interaction there. Um, but also, I, yeah, I, I would. I Maybe the writers forgot. But honestly, I didn't even notice it. I didn't even notice it because of how much of an afterthought Talia has been. You know, they were like, "Well, let's bring her through and bring her to Shadowlands, great," and then do nothing with her. Cool. And then well, Kali is over there going, "Yeah, Kali is there this. too." Yeah. Mm. You know what? What's happening with Kali? Because there's nothing going on there oh, either. Maybe yeah, they'll. Maybe there'll be something with them later on. Maybe they'll use them like Flynn and Shaw on a. You know, when they went in to get whatever they rescued that I now can't remember in BFA. When they went into Zara Law and rescued something out of a vault, I can't remember. Um, the Tide Stone, something. Anyway, maybe they'll give them something like that to do. But I, it felt weird to me that he didn't say, didn't acknowledge her that she wasn't there. Um, nothing like that, and just went through with the other guys. Um, strange. It's just weird. I think he just doesn't want to get roped into paying child support. I think that's what <laughs> it is. <laughs> Who's he going to pay it to? I'm Nobody almost dead. left without saying goodbye. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Address unknown, sorry. Because <laughs> it's not like he's actually gone anywhere. If you um, if you go back into Ouroboros, he's still standing there next to Talonara. Yeah. As well as being in Corthia. Well, he was uh, he was uh, on the when I first owned into... him. Yeah. yeah, there were two. So I was like, oh, it's double Bolvar. Double shit guard. <laughs> Two Bolvars, four eyes. Still yeah. can't keep still, one of them on the Still can't keep things yeah. in the right place. Come on, Bolvar. How yeah. hard is it, really? Oh, dear. And then basically then you're off questing into the moor. That's about as far mm-hmm. as I got doing some of the Covenant like okay. more assault stuff, I suppose, for want of a better term. So, so you've gone farther than that. Yeah, so that, that's where it gets really interesting, actually, because at that point, Vinari sends you around doing, you know, bullshit quests, like effectively 10 bear asses and all that. Um, <laughs> one of them is there are these gold feathers on the floor. Can you, can oh, you yes. follow the trail and see yes. what they are? Yes, no, I did do that bit. Tell us about that bit, because this bit's awesome, because after you've been in all of the dark, dingy moor, you go somewhere that's so beautiful. So the gold feathers are a Valkyr, uh, specifically one of Odin's Valkyrs. Uh, Dan- is it Danica the Reclaimer? Yes, yeah. Danica. Um, and Danica yeah, so Patrick. Yeah, she's a great NASCAR driver. <laughs> <laughs> not that good at NASCAR driver. She ends up locked in a cage here. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going with that. But You'll yeah. like this, Mr. Warrior. <laughs> so yeah, so this, this Valkyr. I already like it. You mentioned cage. Odin. <laughs> you save her from the cage, and she flies you out of the moor all the way up to Skyhold in the Halls of Valor. Um, the, you know, Warrior Legion Crosshold place. And, yeah, so, I mean, that, that's another thing as well. She can clearly just fly out of the moor. Well, yeah. Because she's basically big 
Kieran, they just go wherever well, they want. Uh, she's, don't care. Really, she's really not. Because um, they actually confirm that. There's there's a whole thing. That well, they're, 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 ba- they're based on Kieran then. No, <laughs> maybe. But if they are, Odin ain't admitting to it. <laughs> Odin ain't admitting to shit. No. <laughs> got him. He's pleading the fifth. I know, yeah. I know these guys are yeah, two yeah. UK folks over here. He is not self-incriminating, okay? No self-incrimination over here. I know what pleading the fifth is. Come on, I'm listening to like an argument every week. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so you end up in the in Skyhold and you have a little chat with Odin and he makes you run around doing some bullshit quests as well. And then in the end, basically, he sends you back down to the moor with four He's Valkyries. pissed, man. Oh, yeah. And he is really pissed off. Like his personal stash of bodyguards, basically. Yeah. And he's like, go fuck shit up. Um, these guys have got my eye. I don't like it. Go kill it. And, uh, and that's mm. what you do. So you, you go down there with the, with the Valkyr and you fight the, the eye of the Jailer and you kill its ass. I mean, obviously we don't because it's going to pop up in the raid as well. But for the purpose of questing, you kill its ass and you get rid of the eye of the Jailer debuff. For the rest of the time that you're in the mall. Well, and, uh, that sounds yeah. fun. All right. Well, so Odin's all pissed off. Like mm-hmm. there's a part of me that kind of just goes, "Why are you so pissed? You're the one who handed it over." Well, like, what do you think? Was... He's pissed because Hellier's involved. Yeah, that's why he's pissed <laughs> because it was it was Hellier <laughs> who locked the Valkyrie up. He's yeah. all pissed off because it's like, yeah, the person that you screwed over is screwing you over. Like, shut <laughs> up, old man. She's coming for some payback, bitch. You I mean, had no right to be upset. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm so mad that that person that I totally screwed over for all of eternity is mad at me. Oh, man. It's so oh, I can't believe it. It's, it's just so messed up. So messed up. <laughs> Unless I missed it in the quest text as well. I don't think Odin ever actually admits to us that he gave his eyes no. voluntarily no. to, to Moisella. No. We, we know that he did. But Odin, he like, says that it's his eye, yeah, but he doesn't he say how he got there. He gave it to them, you know. Yeah, someone plucked it out of my face. I don't know what happened. I'm sleeping. <laughs> I was just lying down, taking a nap under this tree. This guy came along, yeah. ripped it out of my face. Yeah, no, I'm no. Yeah. But that leads quite nicely into one of the other raid bosses, which is just called the Nine. Mm-hmm. Them, they, they being the Nine Valkyr that Sylvanas. Well, three of them. Well, yes. So we know that they're in there. We know that the Fate Scribe is in there. Mm. We know that Nerzul is in the raid. Yeah. Oh, Nerzul. He's coming around again. He's like, you can't give Nerzul some credit, bad penny. He constantly reinvents himself. You know, he was a shaman, (laughs) then he was a warlock, then he was a suit of armor or something, or a helmet, or I'm not, I'm not entirely sure how that interplay works, right? <laughs> voice in a child's head or something. And now he's a plate wearer, apparently. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got to give him some credit. He re-rolled. He's re-rolled a hell of a... More than fear has re-rolled, let's be honest. Yeah, and there's Ool, man. He's, uh, he's been screwed over so many times that he's just like, he's just embraced it now. He's like, it's fine. Like I'm a bad guy now. Whatever. Yeah. I've been tricked so many times. Who cares? He looks kind of cool there. Have you got? Have you guys seen the model? There's the, oh, the model of how he looks, yet, no. and then they've also there's the model where they strip away the armor as well. You can see like the the withered husk that he is now. Oh yeah. my goodness! That's the model I've seen. Was the withered husk? I was yeah. like, oh, that's a. He looks uh, to be about a, a broken, broken individual, and you know, he totally actor, is. Isn't he? Yeah, he, he absolutely is. is. Yeah, he's uh, knows all the friendly ghosts now. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, he's really not start, so friendly, Gus. At the start of his encounter, he's got full like shadow steel armor on. And oh. it looks like that must get stripped away over the course of the fight. Yeah. That would make sense, yes. And then there's somebody else that appears in the raid that we've seen at the very, very, very beginning of Shadowlands and haven't heard from since. Gary. Old Garrosh appears well, in the raid. We didn't see him. We just saw him oh, in a cutscene. Yeah. Saw him in a cutscene. That's different. That's like saying we quested with artists in the very beginning. <laughs> no, we didn't. So I'm gonna cut see. Take it easy. <laughs> well, we knew he was there. We thought he was in Revendreth, but we didn't ever see him. In, we've never seen him in Revendreth, and apparently he is in the Sanctum of Domination. Hmm. He's so, got he's got the old he's got the old workhorse on loan, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> need, a, need a little additional anima from old Gary. I'd be very, very interested to see what happens with him. <laughs> how that works yeah, out. So yeah. So, oh, there's yeah. a lot of stuff out there about the encounter and how it works on, I think, on Icy Veins. And it does look interesting. Well, they've um, done a night of raid testing, haven't they? That's tonight. Was, yeah, it was last night, wasn't it? it was, I, think. I think it was last, yeah. last night or the night before. Um, yeah, I didn't actually catch any of that. I was hoping to get into it, but... Um, it just wasn't feasible for me. But yes, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I haven't seen anything about the dungeon, though. I've seen a lot about the dungeon. Um, Tell us. Well, Tell one, us. Of the, one of the things that's really interesting about it, actually, is that one of the encounters in the dungeon, the, the mega dungeon, is... Uh... <laughs> oh. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You mean this thing? Mega dungeon! <laughs> there we go. Thank you, <laughs> it's awesome! Um, so one of the encounters in that is called the Bazaar, B A Z A A R, yeah, and the uh, the shop, <laughs> and, and part of that flea market, we, yeah, the flea market, the, the flea market from Aladdin, basically. I think of it as you know the he's got yes. a sword, you idiots. We've all got swords. That, I think that's pretty <laughs> going to be one of the encounters. Um, but the description of it that I, I can only assume is going to translate eventually into the adventure guide. Um, says that there are three things in particular that are in in this bazaar, and they're they're going to form the encounter. One of them is an artifact that the brokers were trying to sell to Denathrius, and the sale fell through. Oh, it will probably sound familiar to it will sound familiar to you guys. Probably, um, it's the Edge of Annihilation, which is one of the moves that Artificer Zimox has in the yes Denathria raid. Yeah. So that's what that is. That fight is him trying to sell that move, basically, <laughs> to Denatrius. Which is why at the end of the fight, he just pieces out. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, this ain't going my way. I'm not going to get any money. So uh, honestly, I'm very glad that that sale fell through because heroic Denatrius is bullshit enough fight as it is. We don't need the fight <laughs> of annihilation yeah. in there, too. <laughs> but, so that, there's that. And then there's also a mention later on in, in the last encounter there's a mention that um, the reason that we're there, basically, and the reason that this last boss is there, which is some sort of titan construct, right? The reason it's all there is because the brokers have stolen an artifact, a titan artifact. Oh. So so that I think that goes some way towards explaining why we're going to be in the Mega Dungeon, yeah, the heist thing that was referred to. Yeah. It's something to do with a titan artifact. You said doesn't it wrong. Name, doesn't name the artifact, but... But that also leads back to Odin and the other Titans and Ulduar and... Odin's not a Titan. Titan well, people. yeah. <laughs> well, that's, 
There's enough of a thread there. Come on. I'm just saying he's not, not a wolver. He can't smell things or <laughs> I can't smell things because I'm pretty sure his like olfactory senses have been burnt out of his face. Yeah. <laughs> no, his olfactory senses are still there. They've just burnt the actual nose off, so he should be able to smell things better. Oh my god. <laughs> Like a vestigial nose, you don't need that. But yeah. take that off, it's fine. <laughs> oh, there's a sweet, sweet sound. Have mm. you gone to the beer now? It's, it's only Pepsi. It's oh. only Pepsi. Yeah. So before we started recording, Dracoris had mentioned that this was the first podcast he'd done since he'd been started podcasting without an alcoholic beverage. I've done a lot of those. So I've uh, yeah I well I haven't drunk for nearly two years drunk alcohol um if I hadn't drunk anything for nearly two years I would not be able to sit here right now um so yeah so none of my podcasts yeah. have been done with a alcoholic beverage but that's quite a change indeed but yeah so um we had the little, the little detour about the dungeon there the, yeah. sorry the mega dungeon mega there you dungeon go. yeah there we are but um in terms of like where we were going after the the eye of the jailer thing. And yeah, the question was on the PTR at the moment. Um, after you sort out the eye of the jailer, you get asked to go and find the fate squad. Yes, so, yes. Said, so this is a bit that I've got to, that. yeah, yeah. Um, so this this random attendant comes up to you, and I, I don't have that guy's name, and I should probably have looked it up. But th this attendant, anyway, it's one of these like Tal, whatchamacallit, like Talinara, but not, yeah, yeah I think it's like their version of Talinara, Corthia's version. Um, comes up to you and says, We need to find the fate scribe and sends you on a wild goose chase looking for them. You find them in a cave, eventually, um, and you have to use a you know, random clicky quest item MacGuffin thing to get rid of the illusion that the Fate Scrab is did hiding the, behind. Did the Fate Scrab build it in a cave with a box of scraps? With a box of is scraps, it, yeah. Is that what he did? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, maybe, maybe the Arbiter is Tony Stark. Mm, maybe. Thing. It makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe. But, but yeah, so you take the illusion down and the fate scribe appears. And the second that happens, the attendant turns into a dreadlord and nopes out with him. Oh, and no. And that's literally it. That is the last quest that is currently on the PTR. So you go and turn that in and. Turn Bolvar, it. <laughs> yeah. And Bolvar freaks the fuck out and basically says, you need to go and warn the Covenants immediately. There could be dreadlords everywhere. And, dun, dun, dun. Uh, and that, that is the cliffhanger at the moment that the PTR leaves us on. Oh. And that is, we're, we're not quite at the end of chapter three of the campaign at that point. And that's where it leaves us. So, oh boy. And that's out of seven. There are seven chapters in the Chains of Domination campaign. Oh boy. This sounds great. <laughs> Not only are we going to be a true Maw Walker, we're solving freaking mysteries with Dreadlords. Oh boy, this is going to be so good, guys. So good. Mystery machine. <laughs> but you'll, you'll be interested in some of these chapter titles because you've got... Go on then, give us I think, you, I think you can kind of infer vaguely what they're all going to be about. So the first one, fairly self-explanatory, is the Battle of Ardenweald. <gasps> yeah. The second one is More Walkers, plural. And, yeah. uh, and I think that's a reference to the fact that by the end of that, and when you get that little achievement pop up for doing the storyline, that is when everybody else sets foot in the moor for the first time. So that's when you've gone from being the moor walker to opening up the path and letting yeah. all the covenant dudes in. So they are all now moor walkers. 
chapter well, three. That, that makes sense why they'd have to call you the true mall walker then. It's like, yeah, hey, you guys are all walker cool. with me, but I opened the door for you, so I'm the true one. So don't freaking forget <laughs> it. Okay, it's me. I'm the Megazord mall walker. You're it's just... me, asshole. Okay. <laughs> and don't you freaking forget it. I opened the waystone. You couldn't. Okay. I'm the true mall walker. You know. You're just the assistant to the true mall walker. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. What's um, the difference? It's lower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, the third chapter is called The Last Sigil. And we haven't got to the end of that yet. So. Okay. The Last got... Sigil. Hmm. I feel like I had probably had something to do with someone by the name of Mr. Primus. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's where it's going. Um, Mr. Primus. Also known as Rune Carver. Mr. Rune Carver. Yep. Yeah. Man. Seriously, if you thought the whole finger thing was real. I'm sorry. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say I'm sorry. It was obvious the whole time. It was, it was super yeah. obvious. Yeah. Yeah. But the fingers, the, guys. Well, but the, the fingers. Are, but the fingers. We've seen, we've seen the model now of the Primus. Fingers. And I mean, it doesn't look a lot like the Rune Carver. Hey, so, that's all right. What is, Freaking had a sandwich. Yeah. Rune Carver <laughs> looks like he's been having a bad time. Somebody gave him some of his anima back and his well, memories and a sandwich, and it's fine. From from yeah, the text, the... mind it looks as though he literally made in the iron mask from... thing off too. <laughs> Wait, it looks like he literally transforms from one form into the other. So it's it's a dreadlord type thing. He literally transforms. Oh, stop it with the dreadlord! I'm not saying he's a fucking dreadlord. What I'm saying is he literally transforms from one into the other. It's not like he's changed over the years or he's wearing a mask or something. Okay. He's well, I mean, I mean, they they call each other brother. And you know, Denathrius yeah. and like Primus were brothers, so maybe they're like mm, and the jailer, they're all dreadlord adjacent. Maybe they the random shapeshifted power might be something they both have, could be. Yeah, maybe could they be. could be like yeah. maybe they're the wonder twins, you know. Maybe but yeah, so and the fact that you said you know that the last sigil is gonna be the primus, that is backed up by the fact the next chapter is called An Army of Bone and Steel. Whoa, I mean, come on, Maldraxxus. Well, you know, if that's not the Necrolords, then I think well, I should probably stop doing podcasting because I'm just wrong about everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a as a as a Necrolord, I can tell you that yep, that's yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Army of Bone and Steel. That's us. Just yeah. say no. Case so that, that's us. That was chapter four. Chapter five is the unseen guests. So that's gonna be okay. when we get the, the Malganus bullshit. Dreadlords! And he is going to be somebody. I'm not saying he's Jaina, but clearly Malgamus is going to spring out of... Really? Yeah, that's so lame. It's not going to be that we quest and find Malgamus sitting there in his dreadlord form, is it? They've made a point... Why, why can't he be been... sitting, having a picnic with Arthas, having all made up? <laughs> I'll tell you what, if that, if that happens, right, I will... <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't even know. I can't think of a bet to You're make. already going to owe me one cake. So You're going to shave your head and eat your hair. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll take the beard off. I'll, I'll lose the beard if, if, we, if we encounter Malgana. Okay. Okay. So I, I'm going to I'm gonna just pause for a minute there and say, so Jacoris and I already have a bet about Jaina being a dreadlord. Jacoris is adamant that she is, and I am adamant that she isn't. And whoever wins has to buy the, uh, the other one buys them a cake. So, but this could go on forever. We could never get the answer. So we could Which never actually said, get the cake. Well, we've put that as 10.0, haven't we? I said in the, the bet was by 10.0. Okay. So by yeah. 10.0. So by 10.0, then, Jane will be revealed to be a dreadlord. Okay. And so the other one is by by 
No, not even by 10.0. When we see Marganus, he is not going to be in his immediately in his dreadlord form. He will be somebody else. He will be disguised as somebody. Hmm. I think I just think it will be so lame. Such lame because they've done it so many times. That's what they do. That's what dreadlords do. Well, I'll just say I'm cool. I'm cool if Melganus is disguised as somebody. That's awesome. That's what dreadlords do. They're the unseen guests. That's what they do. I just don't want it to be Thrall, Bane, Jaina, or well, that's the three Anduin's there. It's gonna be one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be It'd be really funny if it was Anduin, though. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it should like... be Anduin. <laughs> like it was me the whole time. <laughs> Anduin's yeah, fine. It's not, it's not even Anduin in the gimp suit. We all thought it was Anduin in the in the the, the gimp suit of domination. No, it's not. It's just Morganus. <laughs> it's just, it's <laughs> Morganus. See, this is good storytelling. Hire me, Blizz. That's how is we that do what? it. So Malganus is actually the jailer. Is that what we're now saying? That that um, I that I could probably go along with that. I've got, I've got it. Malganus is actually the player character. Massive. Yeah, twist. I'm Malganus. <laughs> I'm Malganus. You're Malganus. Everybody's Malganus. The real Malganus is inside us the whole time. Oh God! <laughs> Would the real Malganus please stand up? <laughs> <laughs> Guess we all got a little Malganus in us. Well, I didn't want to tell you guys, but you know. But yeah, so. Mark, he's, what if he doesn't show up at all? Well, we know that he, he will. He does. Mm. He's got a new model and everything. I've seen it. Oh, okay. Well, I, I haven't seen I those I read the paragraph earlier about Marganus. Like, yeah. That's been data yeah, he's, he's totally there. Yeah. So I can just say, Allie was totally right because she was like, Where the yeah. fuck is my Ganis? Yeah. And the answer is right there. Literally, been there all the, first, time. literally the first thing I did right when there. I saw that was jump onto the Discord and be like, Yeah, so Allie was right all along. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because she, she's been on this, she's been on this, like, you know, shtick and a correct one yeah. of where the frick is Morganis? Yeah. And the answer is messing with us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's been doing Malganis shenanigans the whole time. So, Okay. Okay. In, the long um, game. in terms of Dreadlord bullshit theories, right? Let me let me get let me get a couple out there. A couple of possibilities. <laughs> Come on, then. Come on. A couple of possibilities, right? One, Bolvar's a Dreadlord. Try and fucking protect the sigil. Boo. But we don't know that because we weren't there. We don't know, we know that, that he didn't, didn't try. We might as well have not tried, right? He was no. but wasn't he hang on, he was stood next to Chandris, wasn't he? Okay, Chandra's is Dreadlord too. I can do this all night. Yeah, no, I like slightly more serious. Slightly more serious, right? Renathal. Because I see very little reason for Dilathrius not to have just killed him at the end of the first campaign, to be honest with you. That point where he had him down on his knees before he did the whole turning the more red thing. Other than that, to let him go. Let him go lead one of the covenants. Boom, man on the inside. I'm not saying Dreadlord, I'm saying bad guy. Uh, I don't know. That would just mean Castle Nathria, the entire raid was pretty much bullshit, and that would be yeah. really dumb. <laughs> well, I mean, that's going to be the case anyway, because the, the Dreadlords are going to go release side of Nathrius, and that was all we accomplished in that raid. So, well, I mean, we did, we did some stuff. We did some sure. stuff. I mean, I don't, I mean, we boogied down. I mean, we did that. We shimmied left. Well, we sat sashayed and all that good stuff. Sashayed right. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. Um, 
Yeah. And we beat up a we beat up a big dredger named Sludgefist or something. Yeah, we beat him oh, up. Oh god, yeah. We took out the his generals. So yeah, so that was yeah, a you accomplished a lot. Clearly said, wow, but yeah, Denathrius, we put him in a sword. Yeah, <laughs> and then going to escape from in chapter five of the new campaign. Yeah, he's totally going to get out, which is fine. Yeah, which is fine. He is. And yeah. uh, after chapter five, yeah, comes chapter six. Shocker, right? <laughs> now that that's one, how numbers work. Oh, and that one is titled "The Power of Night." That's going to be oh, the order. Yeah, Got the night yeah. court, the night fair, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And then chapter seven is a new path. Oh, well, that's Bastion. Yeah. And I mean, yep. okay. hopefully that means that the Kiwian are going to get rid of their, you know, multi-level marketing bullshit that they're doing at the moment <laughs> and try and come up with something else. Um, because, <laughs> you know, maybe they're going to stop with their fucking bullshit and do a move faster and, you know, actually remember who you are. Quick disclaimer. Quick, quick disclaimer. Please don't sue us any MLM companies. <laughs> this is just one man's opinion. Just, I don't know. I mean, it was a pretty decent opinion because I mean, the Kyrian are like, you need yeah. to go ahead and recruit like nine more souls, and then you can get a vest here. Yeah, well, they've literally got a pyramid in the middle of Elysian Hold. Kyrian are a pyramid scheme. It's a thing. There's one person at the top. That's the Archon. Well, then all the covenants are pyramid schemes. Then you've got your what they call aspirants below that. Mm, let's see, pyramid. see, this isn't looking good for the Necrolords either because we got the Primus and then we got the different barons and then, and then yeah. so it's like the whole uh, We're the Margraves. Sorry, I forgot the Margraves. So, yeah, because Primus, Margraves, you know, barons, Baron, Baronesses, like, ugh. Grins. And then, yeah. and and then the bottom tier. Yeah. <laughs> Us, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although technically we're barons and baronesses now. Yes, there were. Hey, we, I'm just. I've been pointing that for a while. I think the uh, the true um, the true heroes in all of the Shadowlands right now are actually the Dredgers because they're the ones that are actually speaking after the workers' rights. They need to unionize now. When they try and unionize, the first thing they'll do is try and get the stewards on board, and the stewards will just be like. No, we like this shit. This is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. <laughs> oh dear. So all the, those chapters are all part of nine point one. Yeah, and that and that's literally it. The last one is a new path. Okay. And that and again, hopefully that's the Kyrian. You know. Uh, yeah, there's those four chapters. There's four chapters. There isn't there one per covenant, really. Uh, yeah, there's one per covenant plus one for dreadlords, and. Yeah, yeah, the last, yeah. So the last one, two, three, four. Huh, it's weird. Revendreth don't have one, so it must be the unseen guests, right? Like the unseen yeah. guests. Yeah, the be there. Must revolve around Revendreth. Uh, if that's the case, yeah, that makes sense because Revendreth are the one that uh, captured Denathrius. So yeah, and they've got the spire of the unseen guests as well, haven't they? Is, it, is that what it's called? Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, so that makes sense. That would be the the Revendreth one. So yeah, yeah there could be dreadlords up in Revendreth, which totally makes sense because there's. I mean, that's kind of where they come from, right? One of the things that's quite cool, actually, is that when you're in the moor doing these assaults, you get quests from everyone. So yeah. whatever covenant you're in doesn't really matter at that point in terms of who you're taking your orders from because it's like a combined offensive at this point. Yes. So it's not like you're doing... Even though the individual assaults are titled one or the other. So the, the one I did today, for example, was titled Necrolord Assault. 
and it's Draka leading people into uh, Perdition Hold to wreck shit. She's the best. Cool. But part yep. of that Maldraxxus Necronaut offensive includes Kyrian soldiers. Yeah. And rebel people. And you take quests from all of them to get it done. So it's pretty good. It's it's it kind of shows that after the you know the first patch and the the first campaigns that we've done, it has done something and that it's kind of knitted the the covenants together into one yeah. force, which is pretty cool. It is. It, I mean, like that. The, as I say, the the opening act, that first chapter, is phenomenal, and I'll probably go and play through it again on a different character just to do it again. Um, and I now knowing more about those chapters titles because I hadn't I haven't read anything on Wowhead. I've just played through what I've played through on the PTR. I haven't seen any data mine stuff yet. Um, oh, so I looked at all the data mining. <laughs> tell us about the data mining. Well, uh, one of the most important things for the data mining for me was the new Dreadlord models. So I don't know if you've seen those, but so I'm going to bring it back to something from 9.0, which was the enemy infiltration preface. Right. <laughs> Specifically, on page six, it says the adherents to life are the most insidious of opponents, perhaps because their nature is so antithetical word uh, to our own. Still, we learned much from observing the link between their plane and Ardenweald, and we have high confidence that a vulnerability has been identified. Now, here is the part that's important. Our operative has already gained the trust of her target mm -hmm. we are now getting female dreadlord models so they are the dread queens so they look pretty badass honestly um i'm very much uh, looking forward to seeing what the heck that is because that was the thing that i was always like have we seen a female dreadlord before and the answer was no we haven't but now we will so i'm uh, so as soon as you see one you can go like was it you did you did you the one <laughs> Oh, wait, sorry. How about you? Did you? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we haven't seen him. So I, uh, I, that was the one thing that piqued my interest there. Yeah. Um, obviously, the other stuff is well, we do see what the Primus looks like now. Uh, that was pretty awesome. Um, and then, obviously, we got some other fun stuff with... Let me see if I can pull up some other things here that I am do, 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 trying to find... <laughs> Just go here now. All right, yeah, we got uh, we obviously got the Saturday Nathrius stories continuing, which is a good one. Uh, I like that. Um, basically, it's weird to kind of come in. It's pretty much exactly what you would think. Mm -hmm. Dreadlord's going in there, messing up, and and Dread, and he's totally going to be there. Um, but in terms of data mining, I haven't seen any like oh my gosh, like crazy, amazing, <laughs> like super duper awesome stuff. Like obviously the stuff that's you know available in the questing is. A little bit more impactful than the other things I found. Uh, I think there was another one that I saw, and someone else can totally talk uh, while I'm. Have you, <laughs> have you seen the raid environment at all? I've seen bits of it, yes. Because that's interesting. Yeah. Because in, we get to see some of the places that we're going to be over the course of the raid. Yeah. And one of them, as you probably would have expected, is the top of Torghast. Yeah. Which is cool as fuck, right? Yeah, that's so, yeah, that's that's where the Sylvanas uh, yeah. fight is taking place. But then also, um, there is a copy of the Arbiter's platform yep. in Orobos yep. within the raid environment, which means that <laughs> I assume the Jailer is going to make his way there. Potentially, so, yeah. 
I forgot about this one, but this one is freaking beautiful. Oh, I love this one so much. Uh, <laughs> so Sylvanas has a very unique loot that she drops at the end of the encounter. Oh, yes. Uh, she has like a really awesome bow. And I think it's also like a back piece, which uh, actually looks like a quiver. Uh, so so hunters. Yeah, uh, I'm not a hunter, though. <laughs> but the one that really got me and it really cracked me up is she apparently also has a trinket called the soul of the old soldier. Yes. She's basically just got Sarfang's soul in her pocket. <laughs> I mean, you just think like, did she like go into the mall and pick that up? Just put it in a pocket, decide to carry it around, say, I'm not done with you yet. Maybe. Or maybe the jailer was like, here you go. I got, I got you a gift. Here you are. <laughs> That's for you. That's a good it's job. Also, good job on the background. It's also possible that the funky little knives she had were like Runeblade bullshit as well, potentially. I just assumed it was his, her little pew pew at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Death power. I got you yeah. too. Yeah. So. But in terms of things that Sylvanas drops, she also drops a mount. On oh, does she now? Mm-hmm. Oh, is that the... And the mount is titled Vengeance. Yes, that's the, that's going to be the new Invincible. Well, but I mean, also the name being Vengeance and the whole Uther and Arthas and mm-hmm. kind of makes me wonder whether Arthas is going to be involved in that fight on Mythic, possibly. Well, I thought it, I, it I also looked... Can't claim, I can't claim any credit for this at all because um, Tally said it on... A stream the other day. Tell you oh, was it on his Wow Killer? Yeah, show? Yeah. yeah. No, it was. It was just on a stream when they were doing PTR stuff. Uh, and uh, I he was thought... going through the mounts. And he, he looked at it and he said, "Well, a lot of people are talking about Anduin potentially being in the mythic phase." He said, "But when you look at the thing being called Vengeance, potentially Arthas." And I, I kind of. I think it, the, the thing. Yeah, I could go with that on the basis that it remind that looking at the model reminded me heavily of Invincible. And I thought yeah. there is why why would you have another horse? Well, I mean, it's a snake, isn't it? It's not a, it's not a horse. Is it a snake? Why it's did like, I think it's it was like, a horse? It's like a snake with wings. Yeah. Ew. The wing, the wings are very much like Invincible's wings, big bat-like things. Yeah. But, the, but it's like a big snaky, mounty, dragony thing. Oh. Oh, why did I see the horse then? I don't know. There's a horse oh, that my... drops from the nine. From the nine. Yeah. Oh, is there? No, maybe that well, was. I, right. don't Sorry, got, I don't think that's winged for. Hmm. It sounds like 9.1's going to be very, very juicy. Is there anything else, gentlemen, that you would like to touch on that we haven't discussed yet concerning what is on the PTR and what is in 9.1? I've, I've got another thing on the Sylvanas fight. Go on, Just then. Thought. You know, there's been a lot of speculation on whether we're actually going to kill her or not. Yeah. And I think no. I think no, well, too. Well, I'll tell you what I'm thinking, and this is the first time I, I thought this when I was having a look in preparation for today, but we know we're going to the top of Torghast as part of this fight. Torghast is... The inverse of ICC. ICC. Yes. Is it possible that Sylvanas will either throw herself off or fall and have like a Disney, a Disney villain death bullshit where they have the potential to then bring her back because we don't see the body or something like that? With that'd be stupid because if she falls, she could just banshee. I'm well, a banshee. Unless, <laughs> unless she can't because something that happens in the way. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know. I think it'd work with the mirroring of what she did in Edge of Night. Supposedly. I don't. I don't think she'd fall, but I think there is. I think there is a reason that it's the top of Torghast that we fight around because of that ICC thing. The power but I yeah. don't think it'll. I think there'll be something. Maybe that's the Arthas thing. I mean, maybe that's where the memory of the Ranger General comes in because we know that's an yeah. item. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. I just think it's pretty awesome that we're already getting to this point in 9.1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where did that go from here? I assumed this was a 9.3 thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, makes you wonder whether there's going to be a 9.3. No. Don't, yes, there will be. There will I don't be. know if there's going to be a 9.3, but there'll definitely be a 9.2. Oh, there'll be a 9.2, sure. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I but, mean, we haven't gone to Emerald Dream yet. Exactly. That's 9.2. <laughs> Are we going to the Emerald Dream? Absolutely. <laughs> do, you, do you honestly not think we're going you, to the Amateur? I'm just saying. Why on earth? Like, okay. Why the heck would they be building up this whole ridiculous, like, I don't like my sister, Winter Queen crap, if we're not going to go see what's going on over there with the Emerald Dream? Hmm? 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 Well, I thought that was. I think, I think we will, yeah. For sure. Especially because it parallels well with Thross, and if we don't end up in Thross, I'm going to be shocked as well. I think um, we'll go to Thross, Thross, Thross. Uh, but we've already been to the Emerald Dream. I don't think. I think. No, we haven't. We've been to the Emerald Nightmare. Well, if yeah, you're I'm a druid, saying... you go to the Emerald Dream. A little bit, I, but not enough. No, but you travel through it. I don't know. I'm just saying, mm. there's many layers to the Emerald Dream. There's, it's it's a lot there more is, than yeah. just. There's a lot more than just eh, it's the Emerald Dream because we still don't know who a loon is, what a loon is. No, we I, don't know. I honestly also, think sorry, uh, that's that's honestly what I'm thinking. We're going to be learning a lot more is the nature of a loon because is she really you know tied to the moon in some sense? Is she like what's what's going on with all that? Uh, like is she just you know tied to you know the Emerald Dream? Is that like what what is the actual nature of the Emerald Dream? Because it seems like they keep changing it and retconning it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The Emerald yeah. Dream is this thing. No, it's totally this thing. No, it's, no, this, it's totally no, this thing. It's, yeah. I I I still think the reason Elune is I want to say sort of displaced is that the jailer did something and that's why she's not there. Um and that's what he was imprisoned for. Um and she's kind of displaced or exiled as well. Um, I don't know. I'm more interested to know why uh, the Winter Queen and Elune aren't exactly on yeah. speaking terms. Yeah. <laughs> what it will also do is, if we end up in the dream, it'll give us a chance to actually see a Malfurion again and see what Malfurion's actually up to as well. Because, <sighs> Having a nap. Well, no, but honestly, like, why? I don't understand. I know that the Night Elves have this matriarchal society, right? But, but for me, that's an even better reason why it shouldn't be Chandra's looking for Tyrande at the moment. Because surely Chandra should be running shit with the Night Elves wherever they're currently holed up. I, I, I don't understand why it wouldn't be Malfurion looking for Tyrande unless he's doing something else. Mm. I don't know. I mean, or again, unless it's just bad writing. <laughs> or the voice actor wasn't available, or God knows. They, <laughs> but he's isn't he on Nordrasil? Well, that's kind of where they uh, where know, set up shop. Yeah. At the moment, so, I mean, yeah. That's where Tyrande was as well, you know. <laughs> As of uh, Shadows Rising, that's where they both yep. were. Yeah. So again, I just wonder if if Chandris is able to go, I'm going to come into the Shadowlands to look for Tyrande. Why is Malfurion not there helping? I, I don't understand why their roles aren't reversed in this situation, mm-hmm. especially because of the Night Elves having this matriarchal society. You know that you can say, well, Malfurion should be there looking after his people, but actually, that's more Chandris's job than his at this point. If Tyrande's not there, yeah. So that's- yeah. That's actually what happened in in, uh, in Stormrage. Man, Tyrande yeah. went off and had a little, you know, had to go f- help out Malfurion. And, you know, originally she was going to send Chandra's, but she's like, mm, 
no offense, Donna, but it's kind of important. So I'm going to go instead. You watch the people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would have thought that it would be a similar scenario here. And I think that we will get Malfurion doing something finally when we go, if, if and when we I go. I hope to so. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like you say, I, when you recap stuff on Morrowind Gray, you know, in the novels, especially like the War of the Ancients, Malfurion's a badass. And we've only seen a tiny snippet of that in that. I was going to say, if you, if, you wanna, if you want to read about a badass beyond badass, just read Stormrage. The, yeah. the dude literally uh, communicates with everyone at all at once. He basically becomes the three-eyed raven from Game of Thrones at one point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, Straight if, if, Malfurion, if Malfurion told us that story instead of Richard Knapp doing it, it would have been over a lot quicker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. But yeah, ser- oh, yeah. seriously, Malfurion is like the most powerful thing on the planet other than possibly an aspect. And even the aspects are like, nah, man, you got it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I want to see Malfurion, you know, you know, freaking show up and show up in the Emerald Dream and actually be doing something. And also I want, you know, Tyrande to possibly pop into the Emerald Dream and Elun go, take it down a notch. It's okay, you know. We've we've taken out Sylvanas. You can, you can, you know. Yeah. Fix yourself. Like, come on. Yeah. You know, have a cupcake. You'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Take a breath. Go and have a nap. You yeah. know. The thing with that as well is that we because we don't know very much about how the Night Warrior power works, like you know, mechanically. I mean, it might be that she literally needs that vengeance to get it to stop. You know, she took on that power to to take care of Sylvanas. She's a Mr. Meeseeks. Okay, I got it. She okay. basically said, I, I want to kill Sylvanas. And Elun was like, all right. Go kill Sylvanas. Yeah. <laughs> and she it was just like making her go crazy until she finally took it out. I, I understand now. Yep. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, yeah, that, 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 might, that might be bullshit. I don't know, but it, it, it's not impossible. And mm. that could be an interesting storyline as well. If Sylvanas gets taken out by somebody else. And Tyrande's still there having her Twitch fit on the floor, you know. How, how do we fix that? I mean, it would be kind of funny if they basically have a, you know, a, a parallels type of thing because that's what Sylvanas felt after, you know, Arthas died. If, you know, if yeah, freaking yeah, Tyrande shows up and has the exact same, like, oh, well, this sucks now. Yeah. So yeah. this is where, you know, Malfurion mm-hmm. could like show up and actually do something and be like, well, hey, actually, that, babe, that might be, right. be a reason to go in for the Emerald Dream. If, we, if you're going to try yeah. and fix Tyrande, what, maybe to soothe her? No, to knock on Elune's door and say, yo, bitch, fix your shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you keep doing like a pretty uh, half-assed job at helping out your people, okay? If yeah. the if the Night Elves are your people, it, I mean, sure, it, it was nice that you put all the Night Elves to sleep so they didn't feel the pain as they burned alive, but I think you could have done a better job. Like, is it, really? Yeah. Is that, yeah. that was your your intervention yeah. maybe you could have done something beforehand <laughs> like you know even just like moon fire fire hydrant or something. Or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah just something i mean if she is the moon does she not have the power to move tides because she don't have moved some of that water that's around teldrassil yeah splishy splash yeah. well taking a bath <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I think, gentlemen, we will uh, leave it on that lovely note of Elune not being a great mother and uh, Tarandi having the worst PMT in history. Um, 
thank you both very much for joining me. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. It's nice to get all these crazy ideas out. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to nine one. Um, this is this is gonna be good. Yeah. It's gonna be good. It is. It's going to be. It's going to be very good. And that wraps up the bonus episode, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as always, you can find everything about the show on uh, where are we on the website on thethirdfraction.com. And we will see you next time in your regularly scheduled programming. Everyone's a dreadlord. Stop it. <laughs> I'm so Seriously, gonna, so going to leave that in. Yeah.